thank you for things being as well as they are. Bless our coming together today. Don't let it be in vain. God, we pray that you will meet the needs of your people, whatever the needs may be. One by one and name by name, God, minister to your people. As I stand before your people, word in my mouth, give me what to say. Give your people an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. All of God's people said, amen. God bless you. We thank God for this day. All across the globe, we are congratulating Bishop Charles Edward Blake, who announced his retirement on Friday night after 32 years on the general board, 13 years as presiding bishop of the Church of God in Christ. He announced his retirement, and we want to say congratulations to him, him and his wife, First Lady Blake, wonderful job. And we are praying for direction in the Church of God in Christ. Due to the pandemic, we're not able to have the convocation and the general assembly like we normally do, but in the next two weeks, we do plan to have a virtual general assembly, and direction will be given at that time concerning how we replace our leaders. All of our board members' time expire <laughs> in November, so Bishop Thuston and the staff, they're getting together and there will be an announcement coming soon. But we're praying for Bishop Blade that God will continue to bless him, strengthen him and his family. And we just, our hats go off to all the things that God has done through him. It's been a marvelous situation. We're praying for men and women of God everywhere, pastors and evangelists and missionaries, all of those that are spreading gospel, the gospel, that God will feed you that you can feed God's people. We're going to start off today in the book of Matthew, and I'm just grateful to God for being able to answer for myself. A lot of people would love to be where you are, where we are right now, just in, in the land of the living. God has given us another day. That y'all know that song, and I want y'all to pray with me. I'm gonna have to have a private meeting with my minister of music. Seems like every time I want to sing something when I get up, he already sings it before I get up. Uh, Friday night, I had I, I was gonna sing "I Need Thee," and he sung it. I said I can't sing that one. So this morning, I said I'll sing it this morning, and then he did it again. So I'm gonna have to have a private meeting with him. <laughs> but guess what, y'all? I need the all. I need the. How many? Do I have a witness out there? Every hour, I need thee. I need you to bless. <laughs> Bless me now, my Savior. I come. 
Will you help me? I need, <laughs> oh, I know you're needing the all. I need thee. How often do you need him? Every hour. I need thee. What you need God to do for you? Oh, bless. When you want your blessing, bless me now. Ha. Oh, God. My Savior. Hallelujah. with me say yes <laughs> y'all let have church this morning yes tell God yes come on yes 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 thank you Lord I got to get it out. I got to get it out. I thank God for all of you. In the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse number 19. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal everything you got. Somebody can steal it. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Uh-huh. Where neither moth nor rust does corrupt. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is Jesus speaking. May God continue to bless his word. From the scripture this morning, just for a few moments, I want to talk from the subject, only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do 
for Christ will last. That message came in my spirit the other day. When I look at the way the world is going, people are more concerned about what they can accomplish or what they can acquire right down here on earth. Nothing wrong with that. If everything is in the proper perspective and if your priorities are in order. I read to you earlier Matthew 6 and 33 say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things shall be added unto you. So when we talk about only what you do for Christ will last, I believe the emphasis has to be that Christ has to be first. We've seen these signs that said God is my co-pilot. No, he's not your co-pilot. He is the pilot. We, 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 we get things mixed up and we feel like we accomplish things without the help and without the grace of God. But Paul said in scripture, what I am, God made me. What I know, God taught me. Where I am, God brought me. In other words, he realized without God, he really couldn't do nothing. That's why I love that scripture, Acts 17 and 28. For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Without God, we couldn't even breathe. We couldn't do anything. So our priorities should be to please him first. Notice how man plan for vacation. Some people have a special account, saving up money for that vacation. Some people plan for retirement. They want to know how much I'm going to have a month when I retire. Can I still function. We buy life insurance. We plan, have expenses to put us in the ground and for our loved ones to continue to live after we are gone. But most often we don't plan for judgment. We plan for everything else, but the Bible tells us, Hebrew 9 and 22, it was appointed unto men to die. But after death, the judgment. So just like you sit down and plan for your retirement, plan for your vacation, plan you have this much for insurance to make sure things are taken care of, I believe you need to look at planning for judgment. Because after the vacation is over, after the retirement is over, and after you die, after the death comes the judgment, and you can't plan for the judgment after the death. You have to plan for the judgment prior to the death. All right. And I'm almost finished. We're living in a time now, and, and God knows I've had my days of hooping, sweating, and just going forward. And nothing wrong with that. But I really believe people need to sit down and listen and hear 
what the word of God is saying to you. If the pooping comes, that's fine. But we look at the world we're living in now, and I watched the debate the other night, the entire debate. I saw Trump be Trump, and I saw Biden do his thing. Found out about 48 hours later that Trump raised more money, campaign money, that night than he has in this entire process. Trump announced that he's the most non-racist person. Did anybody see that beside me? He said something that just was not true. And seemed like people still don't understand the time that we're living in. Mankind is still legislating laws against the word of God. I saw an excerpt from a message from Bishop Patrick Wooten And he says, you can legislate it and make it law. He said, but you cannot make it right. And I like that. You can can pass all the laws you want to. You cannot make it right. If God said it's wrong, I don't care how you fix it up, it is just wrong. So when I look at the time that we're living in and I'm talking to preachers, I'm talking to pastors, I'm talking to saints, and I'm hearing the news and reading the newspaper, and so many things that are going on against God's word, and we want God to heal the land without repenting. We want God to heal the land while we pass laws that goes against his word. We want God to heal the land while we live any kind of way mankind lives, any kind of way he wants to. But every time he gets in trouble, even a sinner will say, Lord, have mercy. They can be half drunk. Lord, have mercy. Yes, we need mercy, but mankind needs to repent. My wife and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about how people accomplish so many things down here. And you all know there have been some millionaires and billionaires that have passed on. There have been some people that down here established and accomplished some wonderful things. But when it gets to judgment, none of that even matters. Doesn't matter how much money you had in the bank. Doesn't matter how much stock you own, how many property you own in different locations, how many different societies and clubs that you were in. Only what you do for Christ is going to last. I want to help bring this out in the book of Luke, the 12th chapter. And let's look at the 16th verse. Those of you that watch it, will you, will you go with me to Luke 12 and 16? In my Bible, it starts off, it says, parable of the rich fool. Right. Now, I'm not going to condemn you for being rich, 
But you don't have to be a fool too. God bless you to know how to acquire things. That's wonderful. But don't be a rich fool. And I want y'all to read this with me and understand why they call him a rich fool. Verse 16, and he spake a parable unto them saying, this is Jesus, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? He didn't say, let me figure what my tithe's going to be. He didn't say, let me see how many homeless people I can help, how many nonprofits that helping people can, can I do. He thought within him, Self. In other words, he wasn't thinking about nobody else but himself. Verse 18, and he said, this will I do. I will pull down my bonds and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my good within himself. I ain't trying to help nobody. I did, did I'm, this all my stuff. That's the attitude. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou have much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Y'all know y'all saw that commercial. That, that, that came out in the Bible day. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, Unto him. Now this is what God said. Thy fool. This night. Thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who. Shall these things be. Which thou hast provided. So is he. That lays up treasure for himself. And is not rich. Toward God. If you are not rich. Toward God. And you are rich in this world. Your priorities are out of order. Only what you do for Christ. And you know what? I, that's what I love about it. When we talk about the plan of salvation, it doesn't talk about your credit score. It doesn't talk about how many months you got to pay this. And it doesn't talk about all of that. It's for the poor. It's for the rich. It's for the black and the white. The plan of salvation, all you have to do is call and believe on the name of Jesus and thou shall be saved. So if you want to be ready for the judgment, you need to be rich toward God. Right. Nothing wrong with having a savings account. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with having excess. But make sure you're not just rich down here. But make sure you're rich toward God. There's a song I was singing this morning to myself. And y'all might not know, but it said, Oh, careless soul. Why don't you heed to the warning? For your day are almost gone. Oh, won't it be sad to face the judgment, not prepared to meet your God? Why are you planning for the vacation? Why are you planning for the retirement? 
Why are you planning to bless your children and bless this and that and other? Make sure you plan for the judgment. Because the judgment is the last thing that's going to take place. Everything else happens before the judgment. But the judgment is the most important thing. And I don't know about you, but I'm living to live again. I'm living to hear him say, well done. I'm living to hear him say, come on up a little bit higher. So whatever you have, thank God for it. But don't put what you have before your salvation. Because your soul must live forever. Everything you have, you're going to leave behind. But your soul is going to live forever. So make sure your priorities are in order. Make sure you call on the name of Jesus. Make sure you allow him to be the Lord of your life. Make sure you love everybody. Make sure you forgive those that need to be forgiven. Make sure that your heart is rich toward God. And if your heart is rich toward God, God has already seen you in his word. I heard the Bible say that he looked and he saw 144,000. Then he looked again and saw a number that no man can number. And I've noticed something over my lifetime. Every time we have a lineup, normally I'm in the front. Because they put the shortest people in the front. And then the taller people keep going until it's over. But I saw a number. John said, I saw a number that no man could number. And I don't know if I was in the front of the line. I don't know if I was in the middle of the line. And I don't know if I was taking up the rear. But one thing I know, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number when we stand before our king. I want to be in that number. And I want to see his face in peace. That's why I'm telling you I'm doing what I'm doing. Because only what I do for Christ is going to last. Somebody say yes. I'm going to live so God can use me anywhere and anytime. I'm going to live where I can rise in that third resurrection. Because the second resurrection have no power. Somebody say yes. Only what you do is going to be counted in the end. He's not going to add up what you got in the bank. He's not going to look at your retirement papers. But he's going to look at and he's already putting it down. All the deeds of your life. And if your life is not holy, if your life is not a righteous life, you're wasting your time. But I dare you to trade in tonight. Trade in all that iniquity and let God save you. Trade in all that hate and let God put love there.
Come on, give God the praise. Come on, magnify. Only what I do, but Christ of God the Lamb, I can preach to you, I can sing to you, I can minister to you, but I got to be holy myself. I got to be righteous. I got to be washed in the blood of the Lamb because only what I do but Christ is going to last. I'm closing now. You can fool people some of the time, but you can't fool God. I can fool people if I wanted to some of the time, but I can't fool God because the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. So since I can't fool God, I'm going to be holy. Since I can't fool God, I'm going to live righteous. Since I can't fool God, I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to treat everybody right. Only what I do for Christ. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. At your funeral, they're going to read your bio, your obituary, and they're going to say when you were born, when you died, when you married, how many children you have, how many grandchildren you have, and sometimes how many great and great grandchildren. But somewhere in there, they ought to read that you love the Lord and you gave God everything. You surrendered completely to God. You can go and hear the eulogist say some wonderful things, but God already knows. Y'all know this story. Mother was sitting on the front row with her child. And the eulogist was talking about a husband that had just died. And he said so many wonderful things about him. The mother looked at the child and said, Will you go and make sure that's your father in there? In other words, you can say what you want to say. But God. He already knows. To the Holy Fellowship family, it was our intent to be back in the sanctuary on the first Sunday in November. But that is not going to happen at this time. God knows I wish we could. But we feel we need to continue streaming. No, we're not doing an outdoor service first Sunday. I'm, I'm assuming the weather is going to be even worse than what it is now, the first Sunday in November. But we're going to continue to stream live Sunday morning, Tuesday night, 